Welcome to season three of the Money Trees Network podcast. Uh, thanks to everyone for getting to this point. I'm your host, Edgar Akaba, joined as always by my co-host, JJ. And uh, to continue on in season three, uh, one of our, we've got a wonderful guest who's been here for now all three seasons, our friend Eugene. Eugene Egar, what's up? What's up, guys? What's happening? It's so good to be back, you know? Loving what you guys are doing out here on this podcast. And let's keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about climate, climate change and climate technology. So uh, Eugene is a well-versed guy in this field of climate tech and climate change. So yeah, you can take it off, Eugene. What's climate tech all about? Okay, at its most um, basic point, it's technology that will help us solve all the climate, all the climate problems that we have created over the last, oh, I guess, our entire human existence. You know, things yeah, from yeah, yeah. as basic as just growing more trees, which is technology, to mm-hmm. um, obviously filtering the air uh, that's in the sky, stuff like that. It's it's very it's a very wide field of tech and. And yeah, that's, that's basically it. Okay. Um, my interest with climate technology is how broad it can be. Like it can literally be anything as long as it's helping solve a climate change, I think. So exactly. uh, what, what I, I wanted to ask in connection with the climate technology is the how uh, blockchain as a technology can help Uh reduce climate change because I've been seeing a lot going around on the internet how blockchain supposedly can help with lowering the effects of climate change, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, Number one, I'd like to say that that statement is a half-truth. Um, mm-hmm. It is probably, in fact, inherently false. Um, blockchain technology, at its most basic point, as we are right now, is um, instead of being a savior, it actually is kind of a contributor. Because let's say you, you create a blockchain, how do you power it? You need to power it through computing power. You plug your computer into the wall, use electricity. Let's give, I'll give you an example. 2019, before China banned Bitcoin, they were the biggest miners in the world. They had the biggest population of all the mining machines. But all those miners were powered by coal. Coal is one of the dirtiest fuels to ever exist. So while the blockchain was obviously reducing transport costs for businesses, reducing transaction fees, reducing you know all this other stuff, it was still creating more and more emissions that it was actually reducing. So... The biggest challenge, obviously, is now moving. Once if once the power sources are moved to renewables, then fine. Let's now come to the blockchain and its climate effects. Okay. So I think the biggest one, obviously, is it's going to obviously reduce the amount of energy we use as people and as a society in terms of movement. Let's say, okay, 
I had to go to the store today to buy something. Um, I could have entered the metaverse, could have bought it there, could have been shipped to me, saving countless tons of emissions. Another classic one is government operations. They have to sign so many papers. So let's say we're in town or in Nairobi. I sent to I, I let's say I signed a document. I have to send it to another office in town. Give the order, order guy. He goes with it. They sign it. They bring it back to me. I sign it. Send it back to the lawyer's office in Nini. You can imagine how much emissions have been created there. Blockchain, all digital, sign it, boom, no emissions, clean, we've moved. That's basically just a light summary. Oh, so blockchain just makes living more efficient, not necessarily solving climate. Exactly. The, exactly. Change, yeah. the climate change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So now, another thing with the climate tech uh, is what will it take for institutions to implement them you know other than being socially progressive which is one of the things most corporates go for nowadays um it like we saw in the summit what is it called the one yeah 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 um how Countries, you know, they talk about, oh, yeah, we need to reduce climate change. It's bad, nini. But they've been doing that for, like, such a long time. Like, this is not the far. It's, it's been decades even since yeah. people realized climate change is, like, legit, legit. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong. So, like, what would it, what, what is going to make institutions, not just corporates, even governments, start in, implementing um, real drastic measures to reduce climate change? Okay, so this is obviously a two-part question, and it's going to be yeah. quite a quite a sad question. But to look at this question, look at it from two parts. We split the world the world into two halves: northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere. We will say from about Sudan all the way going up, we we'll call it the northern hemisphere. Sudan going down, okay. southern hemisphere. So we'll start with the, with the southern hemisphere since it's the most easiest. Here we've already seen organizations. Actually, no, we started the northern hemisphere. This is where this is where the worst solution comes in for these institutions in these places to even take, even consider taking any action. They need the effects to be at their door. They need the floods to be in his house. The guy has to wake up. His house is flooding. He has to go open the door outside his house. The trees are on fire. There's so much smoke everywhere. That's the only way anyone in the northern hemisphere is ever going to take this seriously. Southern hemisphere different situation. If you look at countries like Barbados, Indonesia, even our own Mombasa in Kenya, we have been facing these climate challenges. We've been facing these floods, we've been facing extreme drought, and this is where now the governments have been quite pro- proactive in engaging in these solutions. For example, you know, they have drought mitigation measures these days. They've built countless dams in What's this area of, Mom- not Mombasa, around Kilifi, whatever. They're building dams, they're building a water pipeline and, and, and all this other stuff um down in zambia i think they they have these um you see in factories these they have these things let's say you you produce something it produces some co2 it catches the co2 before it goes into the air and stores it underground this is something they've been doing for quite some time just because the sad truth is the climate problem is facing is already here in the southern hemisphere it's been here we've been living with it and governments have been embracing the technology, as you can see. You know, you saw Uhuru at um, COP26. You know, he was saying he even established the first ever green fund in Africa. 
Um, there's a bank in Kenya, which is also being the first ever bank to issue a green bond. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and overall, we can also see it in Kenya's economy where I think out of the entire world, we are one of the leaders in renewable energy. 60 to 70% of our energy comes from renewables. Yeah, so yeah. for us, it's been a matter of fighting the climate, but for the Northern Hemisphere, they honestly don't give no shits because they haven't seen nothing. And I, from my perspective, I want the I want the entire Northern Hemisphere to flood. They go underground. They start living in boats, bro. So they truly know what's actually happening around it's this freaking planet. You know, it's serious, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you find China, U.S. saying, "Oh, by by when, by when will be carbon neutral?" What, what, what? Then. Mm. Uh, two days later, they've opened all the biggest coal power plant where in Colorado or something. Exactly. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, honestly. Like, what even? What the fuck? You know, and you know, one thing I stopped, mm-hmm. I completely stopped looking at this because the history of all corporations, all most governments in this planet is one of multinational. All, all talk, no action. No action. Huh? The same corporations who've lied to us for years. I mean, you know, let, I'll give you guys a classic example. UN, when I was born, 2001, 10 years before that, they, they published the UN Sustainable Development Goals. One of them was to end poverty. The other one was to provide education to all. The other one, obviously, you know all these goals. It's been 30 years since I was born. No, it's been 20 years since I was born and 30 years since any of those goals are developed and they have not achieved even a single one. They've not even reached 50%. So what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. It takes me back to um, when Elon Musk said he'll he'll sell $6 billion worth of uh, (coughs) stock after after World Food Program said that they need $6 billion to end all hunger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that tweet. Yeah. Right. Like, like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Another emerging topic is uh, climate tech investments, like climate tech startups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read an article the other day. They're saying that um, climate tech startups have raised about uh, $32 billion this year. At mm-hmm. least 2021, yeah. And, like, amongst the the first and the, at the forefront of these are uh, this company called Rad Power Bikes. They sell, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know them, they sell electric no. bikes. Yeah, yeah, they sell electric bikes and stuff like that. So my mm-hmm. question is, um, how lucrative is this sector to invest in climate change? Um, yeah. Okay. So look, I would say that this, is probably the most lucrative sector to invest in ever in the entire of humans' lifetimes. That is due to the fact that this is the biggest problem ever. It's ever faced by the entire planet, mm-hmm. you know? And the yeah. fact that it was a man-made problem means that man-made solution. So there's so much to profit from it. I mean, I can give you guys a classic. Just total, let's just do a market, a quick market overview of the CO2 market. Um, yeah. I was doing this obviously for my own startup because I'm also trying to do something in climate tech. So when we when we measure the amount of CO2 in the air that needs to be removed, it's about 100 gigatons. Um, wow. You guys can you can try and guess what the total value of that entire CO2 is. Just try and guess. 
trillions mm-hmm. you like in dollars yeah wait, what did you like say 10, you said how like many 10, gigatons 100 100 gigatons yeah that's a lot so at that's an average price maybe like at an average trillion. price okay that's actually let's imagine that's that's quite high but it's nowhere near even the, the number Here's so what i was doing is we take an average price of a thousand dollars of extraction that's what it takes uh-huh. right now to charge to remove a kg of co a ton of co2 from the air so i had so i times the number by the number of gigatons i even had to half it because i don't know i've never reached that point in maths so the total the 50 percent total market value of the co2 in the air 50 percent of it is 770 quintillion dollars so that's trillion yeah. quadrillion and then quintillion quintillion yeah so yeah. in this entire world there's only 100 200 there's almost only like 500 trillion dollars in the entire world at the moment and the everything the entire world value so yeah. 770 quintillion is 100 200 arts so you can imagine if for the person for the investor even captures one two percent of that your market cap would be 10 trillion dollars so 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 you can imagine just even investing in a startup that even gets 0.20 percent I, I let me let's say i put uh, i invest in a climate change startup for a million dollars get 10 percent equity um and 10 years down the road the ipo 100 200 300 billion 10 years down the road from there the market value is 10 40 trillion dollars Pull my money out. All I put is a million dollars, ten percent, ten percent, forty trillion, four trillion, or is it four hundred billion? Four hundred billion. One of them, but quite a substantial billion, amount of money. Still a lot of money. And this is this is like the early days of tech. You know, yeah, it's such yeah, a disruptive, yeah. such a disruptive technology that if you don't invest now, you will get left behind. And for sure, I don't think we'll ever see a, a time to invest in anything like this ever again. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the real value investing. <laughs> yeah. Like this is actually <laughs> this is a serious <laughs> and while, Amazon, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, yeah, then get done. I mean, right now we have how many do we have? We have four companies that are valued over a trillion dollars. Yeah, mm, yeah. So Apple, ex- Amazon. Who else? Mean? Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, and Tesla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So we have four companies that have valued at that valuation. In the next 10 years, we'll probably have over three, 400 companies, and most of them will be climate. Climate, yeah, 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 true. So hop on now, or don't ever hop on again. End of story. Yeah, because um, another solution to even climate stocks is like in Japan, in Asia, I've been seeing ESG Mm -hmm. bonds. Like yeah. the environmental, social, and governance bonds, like yeah. it's basically impact investing. Like, yeah, you you invest, but the asset you're investing in has a positive uh, impact on society. Basically, yeah. So like yeah, exactly. these ESG bonds, are used like its debt used to like build parks and any <coughs> oh, like cool. that, like to to rehabilitate like you know like ecosystems and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. I was reading a Bloomberg article actually that mm-hmm. assuming a fifteen percent growth, which is half the pace of the past five years, like mm-hmm. ESGs under management could grow to up to one hundred and forty trillion by twenty twenty five globally. What the fuck? In dollars. 
time and that truly is where the future is at you know we spent the last the last 80 years not even 80 years the last 100 years completely completely only caring about profits and not any value that's created from those profits you know yeah. And now I believe there are even more profits to be made from socially responsible companies because everyone's benefiting. There is no loser, mm. you know. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah. Now the issue is like uh, big, big companies like uh, Saudi Aramco. How did we forget Saudi Aramco? Saudi Aramco is also over what over a trillion, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We completely forgot about them. But you know, yeah. uh, fuck them. Them they're the biggest polluter. I don't even want to hear their exactly. name. <laughs> so like now how will these small startups go against those giants like you know, the shell although shell have rebranded into shell energies i still don't believe them so uh, like how are they gonna against uh shell you know um kina saudi aramco this other oil company in the u.s of getting BP. name no bp is exxon yeah exxon exxon mobile yeah Okay. So like um, small startups, so what will they do? Okay, number one, I think that more than ever, this is now, this is something that these big companies can't really block, obstruct, do anything about it. Um, you know, traditionally, let's just lay out, you know, industry mechanics. These oil giants, oil high barriers to entry. You need immense capital to start drilling oil. Number two, you need to you need to go exploring for that oil. It takes almost 10, 20 years to even find a viable oil field, find its size, nini, nini. So you can imagine even if you spent five years exploring one, then it's not viable. Your business is dead, you know. Mm-hmm. But now in this climate industry, we're seeing a lot of the opposite. We have literally zero barriers to entry. Anybody can decide to wake up today and say, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to design this. Let's say. Um, I'm going to start recycling these plastics in my house. I'm going to start collecting electronics and disassembling them. Nobody's going to come after me to stop me from doing it. Mm. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. easily accessible. And now the second biggest part is now the push from governments and VCs and overall investing companies. You know, they're tired of seeing mm-hmm. this this e-business here, oil, dirtiness, nini nini. Because obviously, even the customers who they're associated with now, they, the customers don't want to be associated with dirty brands. You know, I've been seeing yeah. Shell, Exxon, they're struggling to get any lines of credit from traditional lenders because the traditional lenders have said we're we wiping our hands with this um, polluting portfolio. Polluting, we need to clean yeah. it up. Um, so most of that funding now is going to, as you can see, startups. Um, yeah. That's truly it. I mean, the flow of capital will prevent any of these companies from even trying to kill any of this. And... The backers. You can imagine, okay, fine, let's say it comes to a war or a beef. We have Shell on one side, we have Elon Musk on the other side. Who is going to take who? Going to Elon, bro. Dan, we have we have Shell again on this side. We have we have Warren Buffett on this other side. We're going, there's already another way guys are going. You know, we can have Shell, we can have Saudi Aramco, we can have all of them combined. They're now facing the US government. US government is going green. If they do not go green, there is no path for survival. So yeah. it's also a good thing, given their size. One thing that I do see is that a lot of startups end up being acquired by these big oil companies, big which, which is not a bad yeah. thing. Which is not a bad thing because they'll get the funding they need, and these oil companies will need a good rebranding that they desperately need. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. but I must warn that the management of these oil companies cannot stay the same because mm. they will find ways to cheat people. 
They will find ways to wash things. They will find creative practices to actually not deliver on their promises to save a bit of cash. And that's exactly what got us to this first situation. So hopefully, um, I don't know. Hopefully the governance of the world changes the next 10 years and doesn't allow for this bullshit to happen. But what I do see is that we definitely will not meet any of those COP26 goals and life is going to get very tough for the years in the Southern Hemisphere. That's a fact. It's quite sad. That's a fact. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Maybe China will have a, you know, they'll wake up on the right side of the bed and just dump all their coal. Maybe. No, those guys, they will never... You know, the worst part is... Actually, the worst part of all this is that it truly is a Southern Hemisphere that's being given. Now we can look at it from an economic standpoint. All these other... The Southern Hemisphere is full of some of the world's poorest countries. LEDCs, most of them are in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, the last 100 years, all the Northern Hemisphere countries have had cheap, dirty fuels to power their economies, to grow their economies, to sustain themselves and to obviously advance, but without the same access to those cheap resources, the poor countries will stay poor, even poorer. Yeah. Um, because we are not being allowed to, we're going to be forced to use more expensive forms of, you know, running our economy, which is, it's not a good look, you know, I mean, obviously, like, you know, I mean, it is cleaner, but we just don't have the per capita income to match the other countries. So unless... Mm-hmm these renewables get extremely cheap and they and we find very cheap battery storage solutions, this climate change is completely going to keep the global south in, um, I guess, a state of poverty for the foreseeable future. But who knows? Things, I mean, there are a lot of bright minds in the southern hemisphere. It's a 50-50 chance. So we'll see. Mm. It's powerful. We're all gonna die. <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to die. I, I actually, you know, when I one one thing I just keep looking at is fine. If this truly is how it is, we we know we do have. We're not helpless. The global south is not helpless. We are the ones where ninety percent of the world's resources come from. They come to to the south. They take the the resources back to the north. All we have to do is triple the price or say we're not selling to you anymore. We want to use these resources to advance our own economies. Global North goes cold. They all die and we survive. You know, it's not that hard, you know. Or, you know what, I say, you know what? I'm like the other day I was in the shop. I saw some Kenyan coffee. I saw some Kenyan watermelon. I saw whatever, whatever. Imagine if the ESC decided to sit down and say, you know what? We're tripling the price of all these commodities we export and we're going to use these this excess capital to pay off our debts, build up new infrastructure that's renewable, and move our economies forward. It's not that hard. We can tax the global north for putting us in such a horrible position. But once again, it's like the the guys they they won't even try to do it. Like what the fuck? Yeah, like, I mean, it's like being told no. Then like it's better honestly, being told no than just messing not, up. Yeah, yeah fam. you know, I mean, those are, what else was I looking at? I was looking at the price of palm oil the other day. Um, the price of palm oil has gone up 40-50% globally. And once again, you can already know who's suffering from that, you know? Yeah, we're here, yeah, we're yeah. suffering, we're really suffering. And we're the ones producing the stuff, so what the fuck? 
it's not that hard for the entire, imagine if that, not even the entire Africa, just the ESC. They sat down and they decided, they just raised the prices. Everyone will be happy. We'll pay off all our debt. We'll become advanced economies. But they, I don't know if, if, if they just don't have the power to do it or I don't Maybe know. They're being controlled. You, yeah, you like, never know. It's obviously a matter of personal interest. Obviously, you know, I can come to the I, as long as let's say me, I'm the I'm the I buy my resources from UKs. I'll come, I'll you know, pay a few bribes to the local guys, tell them where hey, business here, unification, keep it down, keep your million dollars coming to you every year. Of course, that's what's going on. There's a lack of focus, there's a lack of there's a lack of solidarity and there's a lot of individualism going on. So as long as that keeps going on at its current pace, that is going to destroy us even faster than climate change. Because once I'm telling you, once these these um, these loans do catch up to this to us, because it's not that just one country; the entire African continent is in debt. And the day they do catch up, it'll be default. It's like dominoes. Kenya defaults, Uganda defaults, Tanzania defaults. Tanzania defaults. It goes like that. And once that happens, the most painful process in the world. People, I mean, what's the most painful thing you guys have ever gone through? Like falling down breaking a leg, whatever. Restructuring is a hundred times worse. Debt restructuring will kill you. It will kill us. Like, honestly. So, what I don't know. Debt restructuring? Number one, let's say Kenya defaults on its debt today. Me, uh, let's say I'm the World Bank. Right, I've come to Kenya. I've said, you know what? This is now what happens. So, now the first thing, we, we now say, okay, you're not able to pay your debt this time. We'll extend the time frame. And we'll reduce the interest rate. So it's a twenty-year loan. It's not a forty-year loan with a reduced interest rate. But, the, but there'll be higher penalties at the end of that. Whatever. Fine. That is done. Second part is okay. You have any publicly traded companies? Any publicly owned companies? Any straight-owned parastatals? They are now mine. KPLC belongs to the World Bank. Um, I don't know what other parastatals are there. A good thing. They all go to the World Bank, and then what the World Bank does is that they now sell these assets off for cheap to global investors. So me, I'm an American guy. KPLC, 90% off, I've scooped it. I've bought it, the whole thing. That's it. And then all the all our profits are being removed from the country. We have less tax revenue. We have a higher tax burden on the existing tax base, less jobs. The economy stagnates and only the people who have our debt truly win. The rest of us collapse. That's it. Quite sad. Yeah, wow. You guys need to look at at what happened. Like, this is the World Bank's ethos. They did it in Zimbabwe. They did it in Zambia. This is what they love doing. Like, these cheap assets, oh my God. Now, imagine, keep on see fine. DRC, the guys will take the land that has all the the mines. Minerals. So, what the fuck? That would be so sad. So I honestly, I don't know if it's a lack of vision by African leaders, if it's a lack of drive. Actually, it's just a, it's just greediness. That is it. Yeah. May I hope? May I hope? Because the next ten years will be the most defining moment of our lives. If if we are not the ones who truly seize our future, then we're going to live in dark times, and there'll be no else to blame but but us. Now. Winter is coming. Yeah, badly. Yeah. I'm so shocked that I've seen a Okay, okay, let's see. Um, okay, we've talked here about a lot of problems. 
um, solutions. Solutions, yeah. Solutions. Um, obviously, number one is good governance. Number two is we need an African-based central currency. We need to stop trading in U.S. dollars. We need to all our all our, all the trades, all the deals we do, like in Kenya. You know the government they issue bonds in dollars. Why do they do that? Do we use dollars in Kenya? We don't. No, we, we don't. use Kenyan shilling. We should switch to that. It will save us a lot of money. Number two, um, I think we need to invest in sustainable practices. Um, love that the Kenyan government banned all plastic bags. Very good move. Um, love that we are producing a lot of our electricity from renewables. Very good move by the government. I mean, it's not always all bad. Um, but now what we need is now our central-based, imagine our whole currency for the entire Africa. It increases our purchasing power. It reduces our debt load. And then it obviously just makes us a lot more stronger competitively. And the last part is we need an entire, um, I don't know how to call it. Um, actually, what we can do is now become the home of climate tech, you know, be the place where climate tech friendly policies, you know, have tax credits for climate positive businesses, have like have um, startup schemes, have government funded schemes for these startups. Um, Because if we are the ones who are able to produce this technology, for example, the internet, a lot of modern technology came from America, you know, yeah. And they benefited a lot from us. If you're the ones who are going to create these machines that remove CO2 from the sky, the parts that filter the freaking air, the parts that can recycle plastic, the parts that can do this, if you're the ones who own that technology, then we own a green economy and we can export this economy to the entire world and even export it across the entire continent. It, and with that, obviously, with that green, it's not something which I've just created right now. It's now called the green premium, you know? For being the greenest country, planets in the world, the biggest, greenest continent in the world, we will have certain premiums on our products. And that's the end of the story. And from that, I think we will have more than enough revenue to to build back everything we lose against the climate, um, whatever. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's good. Powerful. So in conclusion, climate change is real. It's alive. It is real. And <laughs> we, we, we need to stop it. Before you uh, die, and you know, like people used to ask, what can we do to stop it? At this moment, guys were saying, "Oh, CG, stop eating meat. Oh, CG, start carrying a metal bottle around instead of a plastic." But it's too late for all of that. The only thing that is needed now is it's collective action. Yeah, and yeah, imagine I bought my entire straw. Now I'm saving the planet. You not anymore, bro. There is nothing like that anymore, yo. Huh? What? It is now time for to lobby the people creating these policies. It is now time to take action against the thing because if we do not, as I keep saying, try counting your money when you're underwater. Try, try, try flying your private jet when there's nowhere to land. You know, mm. <laughs> like mm. honestly, people. I don't know if, if. Okay, I just don't want it to reach a point where this thing is at our front door. I've woken up the flood. I've woken up, I put my feet down, my house is flooded. That'll be the saddest thing in the entire world. And if that's the day when I realize that climate change is real, then me as a person, I have failed. And you guys also need to, not just the you guys on this podcast, but everyone else on the entire planet, they need to do their work. Not their, It's not even hard work. It's just keeping corporations in check and keeping the government in check. 
And the last thing I'll say is, if we're truly going to do this, then back to the topic of the blockchain, we need to see where the government, the blockchain will allow us to see how the government is truly running, where all the money is going, where it's coming from, what, you know, who's being paid by who, with this clear transparency, we can now enforce true accountability of the government. So I see that the government has done a subsidy for an oil company. I can see it on the blockchain in my house. We start a riot straight to the whatever. Or that time, we, let's say we've, this is a very complex feature, but you guys know what staking is in crypto. Yeah, what you know staking? what staking is. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say you staked, let's say at this point the government's advanced, the, we're now using blockchain. Obviously now you stake your currency with the government. You and other big holders remove your stake immediately. When the government has violated any policies, they lose revenue and they must account for that for you to put back your stake. You can imagine it's now a very interesting play you'll be doing with the government. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. I think that's <coughs> that's, that's enough for today. Man. I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, a lot of people here have been putting sugar and salt on these topics, but it's facts, mm-hmm. bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like these are the things I think about every day. Even me, I get sad. Like my house, my my home, my beautiful country, all the trees, all the sunlight, all the good air will become a death zone if. We continue joking, but that is the true, <laughs> true matter of the story. And yeah, guys, that's it. Do you guys, were you guys ever told the true story of plastic? The true yeah. story of plastic. What story? Yeah. What, what story? Plastic was invented yeah. to um, become, um, it was invested for reusability, not this one-time use that we are using it for at its current pace. When the inventor of plastic made it, in fact, when plastic first was released, yeah, guys will go and buy, let's say I bought a plastic bottle. I will then, let's say I bought a soda bottle, I'll clean it, I'll put water, and I'll keep using it like that, like that, like that, like that. But what happened Mm -hmm. is that the company selling these plastic bottles realized, oh shit, like nobody's coming back to buy some, some more whatever's. So what they did is they did a whole marketing campaign that said, Use and dispose. Use, like, for 10 years, they ran this campaign every day. Use, throw, use, throw, use, throw, use, throw, use, throw. Why you, like, in fact, they even did a shaming tactic. For anybody who's reusing plastic, they'll shame you on TV. Like, what the fuck? So now... No, that's some weird stuff, bro. Like, and that's why... That, it's so fucking messed up, and that's why this, like... This is why plastic doesn't just degenerate like that because it was invented to last yeah, forever. For more, 100, yeah. 200 uses. But the fucking... Wow. Because of profit motives, the motherfucker said, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Now look. Limitations of profit maximization. Like, I'm sure the motherfucker could have just, I don't know, maybe did a buyback program, I don't know. There are many other ways to diversify his revenue, his revenue base, but he chose the one that kills the planet. And this is a theme that I always see in all my classes. These decisions for maximizing profit always come at the expense of the planet. You know? And I really wish that this planet had... I wish it had... I wish it could react. And I wish it could... It could just, like... You know, like th- like do things to people, you know? 
Hitler already decided, you know what, North America, fuck it, I'm going to heat up the entire continent, everyone melts. Like, duck. Europe, same thing. Because the niggas are diseases, they're, they're freaking parasites, yo. Mm-hmm. Which which are the scandals? They're like, if you go in, if you go on the internet, you'll just find all these scandals where instead of reusability, they pitch towards profitability, but at the expense of the planet. The fucking planet, you know? I mean in the nineteen eighties, you niggas have seen the 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 oil scandal for Exxon in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, how yeah, yeah, how yeah. how could the guys just do that to scientists? Like honestly, what me? Every time I always have this conversation, by the way, I always end up at the same conclusion. It's always that the people we have allowed to lead us just don't give a fuck. So every time I always think about it, the only solution is one of us has to become the fucking leader. Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. as somebody who actually stands for something needs to do something, and that's exactly why I'm doing this climate project. If I do get even two three percent of that seven hundred seventy quintillion dollars, I'll have more money than anyone else on this planet. I will literally buy an entire continent, offset its debt, and free it from the shackles of whatever. I literally buy America, kill all the companies, and move. Go to Europe, do the same thing, kill them, move. Africa mm-hmm. booming, you know. Yeah. Like, thing what are people going to do with you? The thing they say I would let you live. Fuck them! I'll buy them and I'll close them. I'll buy them and I'll close them. No fun. Oh, they think it's serious, bro. They don't know what they're messing with here. Like, without a what? Let the CIA even try. You know what I'll do? I'll set them up badly. Huh? Mm-hmm. With, so with money, have, what? Have enough the... money to buy every all the things you need. I live in, I live and start living. I live and live inside a mountain, bro. How the fuck would I enter the mountain? Huh? So like that's it. Once you have all the money in the world. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> that's what I've always imagined, bro. That's what I've always imagined because I mean you live in Mars. You live in Mars and just chill there, bro. End of story. Like I will even reach you there. <laughs> CIA, FBI, all those motherfuckers, like Honestly, they just need to be. I don't know who. I don't know how we ended up in such a horrible system of governance and economics. Honestly, because we've lived on this planet for how many years, bro, and we've never ended up at such a point. The last one hundred years have done more damage than the last than two, the three million years. Yeah. So yeah. it is clearly a problem. I think Hitler is not showing the entire story. <laughs> After uh, Hitler, bro, look. <laughs> after Hitler, goes south from there. Motherfuckers. Anyway, we'll see what the fuck's going to happen. But nothing me, I'm only sure is Africans are suffering, bro. It's not a joke. It's sad. It's quite horrible that the people here, the only here drinking Kenyan coffee, Kenyan tea, but the guys in Kenya are struggling. People are breaking their backs on the farms, all this stuff. But, you know, every, every time I always talk about these things in school, one of the teachers always says, you know what, maybe, like, you shouldn't care so much. You know? <laughs> what do you mean you shouldn't it's, care? It's, That's it's, so insulting, bro. It's just fucking business at the end of the day. That's what the nigga says. You shouldn't care that much. 
it's just business. But what kind of business is business that harms people? This business of exploitation is not business. It's exploitation. And, and also, and also, if you're not gonna care that much, who will, bro? Like, yeah. Like, think honestly, will, that's like, exactly how I ended up here. Exactly. Motherfuckers, bro. Mother. Motherfuckers. And every like, I don't know. From my point of view, I don't know if it's also this film with you guys. Like, it seems like there's nothing you can actually do. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> but I don't think it is. There's a glimpse. There's a glimpse of hope. <laughs> At least we have that. At least we have a glimpse. Motherfuckers, bro. That's exactly how the fucking colonialists won. Huh? Mm. Niggas, are, niggas have been waiting for that glimpse of hope for so long. They got colonized. End of story. <laughs> but yeah, all right. You guys have heard of the theory of free energy? No. No. The one for Nikola Tesla? Mm-mm. No. So, so apparently, um, do you guys think the current form of electricity transmission, where do you think is the one we use? Actually, I don't know. I thought it was the most advanced one, actually. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Even that's what I thought. But the real story is it's the most profitable one. How mm. so? Um, so obviously, the two is transmit electricity. Yeah. Wirelessly and wired. Generating electricity can be done for free. If you are a physicist, every physicist knows that electrons are in the air. So the air can conduct electricity and can generate electricity. So um, there's this thing called a Tesla coil. Chat, you guys go Google it. Um, it is one of these systems of free energy transmission. So it moves energy through through the air. So, you know, I put an energy coil here. I can transmit it across the entire country, even across the entire world in seconds with with minimal loss. But the only problem is that if it is like that, anybody can do it, so it becomes free. So what happened in the 1900s, both these technologies existed. But what happened is that Thomas Edison bought out, um, he bought Tesla's um, invention and he killed it. That's it. Thomas he Edison, the businessman. Thomas Edison, the yeah. dude. Yes, the he was the, the the businessman. He was the guy who founded General Electric. Electric, yeah. Yeah, so he decided, you know what, this system? No. He bought it and he, he told them, I took it to work on it together, and then he killed the project. And that was the end of that. Yeah. And there's a rumor yeah. that, there's a rumor, okay, I don't know if it's a, I can't, I don't know if it's a rumor, but it seems facts. The tips of the pyramid are made of gold. Have you guys ever noticed that? Yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it was used to conduct electricity. So so the theory is that the societies used to be so advanced they used to have electricity in those times. So they they will transmit it through this coil. It comes to the pyramid, and inside the pyramid there are chambers where it now gets converted into usable electricity, and then it's spread across the rest of the streets. And where the pyramids are placed, apparently, it's the strongest magnetic point on the planet. So that's where the most electricity can be generated. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. So, so people have been doing this for time. It's just that, as we keep seeing, it was not profitable. It's not flying. It's not flying. 
<laughs> and the motherfucker is branded as a hero. The inventor of fucking electricity. Motherfucker. Did Thomas Edison really invent the light bulb? No, he bought the idea. He This history is shaped by the people. This history, in fact, this is another use of blockchain. Real history. You know, the story we've been hearing is one-sided. We've never had the other side of the story. When you have both sides of the yeah. story, you can truly make informed decisions. And the blockchain will allow access to that more than ever. Damn. Man, this is why I don't even like talking about these things, because you can just keep thinking about them every single day, bro. You wake up, you say, fuck it. You even get frustrated, bro. <laughs> fuck, because what the fuck? fuck, fuck what the yeah, fuck, man? man? What the fuck? And I'm the person who's supposed to live on this planet for the next 10, 20 years, 30 years. And I'm going, now imagine, now imagine us, we've lived, we've enjoyed the last 20 years of living. We've been living nice. And then now we're going to the dark ages. Man can live in no fucking dark ages, bro. What about you niggas, bro? Uh, no, me too, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, yo, I, I, I need a soft life, soft bro. Soft life, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, bro, hopefully, you know, I'm not the only one in this generation. We are very many, and we are all fighting for the same thing. So let us see what truly happens. Uh, let's see what Gen Z will do. Gen Z will kill us or make us. Let's yeah. see. <laughs> yes, I guess, I, I guess that's it, bro. You guys have any more questions? Nah, but death will, will just hit you up as always. Alright, but I have a, we're doing a, let's also bring back our podcast. So two weeks from now, we need you guys on. Mm. No, what about Amar? Um, I think we'll talk about, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, yeah, see what's, what's, yeah. we'll see what's a trending topic. Yeah. No issue, no issue. Uh, Alright then, so, so I right. think that's, 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 that's everything. Bless up for having me. Thanks for coming. Right, so really Thank you for listening to the Money Trees Network podcast. See you on the next episode. And if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five-star rating. It'll help us grow our reach. Thank you. See you on the next one.